Blondes with glasses, they can't sing. Blondes with glasses, let's do this podcast thing. Hey, Shannon. (laughs) Hey, Becca. (laughs) Oh, boy. There's always just that amazing pause. Mm -hmm. Where your computer's like, am I going to do this Yeah, am I already doing it and you just can't tell? (laughs) Super fun, super fun. Oh, it's so gross here. It's like... It's it's literally it's raining, but it's also near freezing. So schools have closed. <laughs> <laughs> They're like so paranoid, I guess, after the last the snowstorm last yeah. that they were like ice on the roads. Like I've <laughs> they didn't put down any salt before that massive snowstorm. Why? But yesterday oh they coated my entire apartment complex with salt to the point where the roads changed colors to like white. They put down so much salt, and it's literally just raining. Like, it hasn't gotten cold enough yet for it to snow or be freezing rain. It's just raining. You know, and that just helps all of the salination in the mm-hmm, rivers and everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really got to get some industrial-grade salt into that water stream, you know? Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> all that water we end up drinking. Um, Well, I totally forgot to mention when we were just talking before we started recording that I now believe in the power of Twitter. <laughs> Oh, it, it, I, the power putter to do what? To connect people all over the world and to make your life easier and to be amazing. And it's a great tool and I want everybody to use Twitter now. <laughs> I because. think it is pretty, I think it is pretty cool. And I think eventually I, I will be a lurker on there. But Yes, that's pretty much what I am. But I've been, for my master's program, I have to do work placements in both radio and uh, film or television. Mm-hmm. And so I have like almost secured my radio one via Twitter because I reached out to one of the hosts on the Broadway channel at Sirius Radio (laughs) and I said, hey, could I shadow you? (laughs) And she was like, email me. And so I did. And she's like, yeah. (laughs) What? Oh my God. That's crazy. Over Easter, I will be in the United States for maybe a little bit and I will be spending a day with her in New York, shadowing wow. her. It sounds amazing. I already don't know so much more about how Sirius Radio works based on her two emails to me. It's wow. unbelievable. So I will keep you updated on that. But So it only has to be a day? Well, it's supposed to be a week, but <laughs> <laughs> I think I get bonus points for going to a different country to do it. So Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it is cool. So, and she also said she would connect me to the person that works for like WXQR or N or something, the classical station in New York City, which is mm. a you know daily show and everything. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I could spend another day there too, which would be interesting. But anyway, so shout out to Twitter. Thank you, Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I never believed in you, but now I do. <laughs> oh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at BWG Podcast. Great. We there got you those go. plugs out of the way. Don't have the, <laughs> our one plug that we have as a, as a podcast. <laughs> That's right. Yep. Oh, boy. I, I am certain that I have, like, a buildup of, like, listening to our old podcast and regretting what I said, and I want to correct it, but I no longer remember what we said. Oh, like a retraction sort of yeah. segment? Yes. I have a feeling that I want to retract what I said, but mm. it's gone. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I, I remember I really did retract the one that really I misstepped on, which was re- recommending that terrible show Fortitude. <laughs> so, oh, maybe I it was. That. Maybe I'll just give an update. It was the soccer stuff. 
Like oh, I can okay. give a little bit of an update on where the contract negotiations are. Oh my gosh! And how it's like escalated <laughs> even further, and now the now the players' union is like really getting into it, and mm. everyone's really scared because basically. The reason why they're doing it now is because they have leverage now, and they won't have leverage at the end of the year. But they probably don't have the best legal standing at this point. So if it fails, if their gambit fails, then it, then they'll come to the end of the year with no leverage and like bad will between the federation and the players union. Yes. And so now, if they fail at this gambit, then they're kind of screwed for getting what they want at the end of the year when they have to do their collective bargaining agreement. Mm. Yeah, so we'll see no results yet on on any uh, any rulings or anything like that, but it's uh it's dicey. Yikes. Well, that's yeah. you sounded just like Sarah Koenig talking about cereal right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the other so, do you know the Abby Barbie we talked about? Yes. Well, did you see there was like a Twitter interaction where some mom was like, "My daughter's a soccer fanatic. When when can we get the Abby Barbie?" And they're like, "Sorry, we only made that specifically for Abby Wabak, it's not what? going to be sold in stores. What? So it not even, like, the other previous ones were, like, special collector's editions or whatever, and they oh. had limited runs in stores. Like, this one, from what Mattel said on Twitter, was, you know, there's there's nothing. We're, it was there was a, it was a one-time deal oh. <laughs> for Abby, <laughs> just so she could see herself as a Barbie. Like, what? No. <laughs> it's always been her life. Yeah, goal. her lifelong dream was just to have her <laughs> own Barbie that looked like her, and not oh. not to have that sold to young women. <laughs> well, I take it back, Twitter. You're useless. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I just can't That's believe they would do that. Like, why would you have like an entire unveiling? Like, yeah, articles written about, like, what a great thing this is and what a huge step forward. And then they'll be like, ooh, do you guys want that? <laughs> okay. Well, see, this just plays into the thing that I wrote an entire essay about, which is for my course, which is how the people have the power, really, now. Because, mm -hmm. you know, Ray action figures, yeah. where's Ray, hashtag stuff like that. And so if people just make a huge problem about that on Twitter... You know, yeah. maybe maybe they will sell it because they've already made clearly one. How how hard is yeah. it to make some more? If you go to all the trouble of like, let's design and build this Barbie, and I'm sure that took, you know, a number of a hours while. and a number yeah. of employees to pull that mm -hmm. off. Why would you just make one? Especially when the response yeah. is so positive. Like it's just, yeah, yeah. It is the like the Star Wars. Like I'm so glad that Star Wars wasn't like we're gonna film all three of them at the same time. Oh and yeah. Instead, it was like they. They weren't even finished with the casting process. They, like, announced a bunch of casting. People reacted mm -hmm. vehemently to it. And then they, they they were like, oh, okay, we do need more women. We do need, like, more people of color. Like, let's do yeah. this. And so mm -hmm. then they do more casting and they better. And then the second movie, they're like, yeah, we're making huge changes that we hadn't anticipated because the response to Ray was so positive and the response to all these other people were so positive and, you know. Yep. I'm just I, so glad that they weren't like, let's just do it all at once and hope everybody likes it. Yes. Oh, God. I'm so... That is exactly what my whole essay is about. And it's like a, about 100 words too long at the moment. And I was considering cutting the part where I talk about how you can't find Ray action figures at the two major toy stores in Dublin. <laughs> and you can't find them at Target. And then I was like, no, that has to stay in. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Well, that leads into, it actually did lead into, before we went off topic again, but uh-huh. your, your uh, sports update leads right. into, we're doing another sports episode, which is yeah. crazy for us, because we're not, I mean, now nowadays you are super into, uh, I almost called it football, oh my god, <laughs> I've been here too long, <laughs> soccer, sorry. Well, the rest um, of the world agrees with you, so. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so. And if I had my way, American football would not exist the way it exists anymore. Ooh. Would flag football be amazing? I oh think it requires God. a lot more skill, personally. But America, it's like America and guns at this point. <laughs> it's like, just try and take their violent sport from them. Yeah. Well, this is what we're getting into today. I mean, we were going to start by talking about the Super Bowl, but we both are sort of ho-hum about it. So. It was really boring to watch. Yeah. It was I, just a bunch of fumbles and, you know, God, it was sacks. sloppy. Yeah, I... Stayed up for the halftime show. I watched the halftime show and I was like, You stayed up for that? I did stay up for that. I I was was already yawning by that point. It was like 8 p.m. (laughs) I could have gone to bed, just watched it the next day and still had the same reaction to it. It wasn't something where I was like, oh my God, have to see this live. And I really regretted it the next day. Yep. Um, But yeah, I think Beyonce was great. Yeah. Everything that everybody predicted came true, which was she overshadowed (laughs) Chris Martin and she was fantastic. <laughs> so, um, although I did see today on Facebook some people posting about how, like, they were anti-Beyonce and her statement at the Super Bowl would never be allowed if she was white and a lot of stuff that was her very... statement? Yeah, about how, like, she dressed her backup dancers in black power outfits right. and if the had been a when, white yeah. person and they had dressed them in kkk outfits that never would have been allowed what and i was just what like a crazy wait. comparison i know it's like you, you gotta be kidding me jesus <laughs> christ people so, really fundamentally don't understand race in america if that's no. what they're saying yes exactly that that was what they're saying and you're right they don't understand it's so crazy it's that's so crazy insanity but i think Everybody should just go watch the Jessica Williams discussion about it on from the Daily Show because she haven't perfectly seen that. oh she perfectly summed it up. It was great. She just I'm going to spoil it. She said she turned to the camera and she was like, "Beyonce is black." Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> so because yeah, is it like I guess that is the core of the reactions where people are like. Are you telling me that this whole time Beyonce has been black? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly like they're it. surprised. Like Jesus I know. people. Oh my god. Wow. So anyway, were when you were watching the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. were you conflicted about watching it because of yeah. what you know? I can't I cannot unsee the concussions. concussions. Yeah. Like I cannot unsee like every impact and that so before the game right before the game started it was just me Simone and Arnaldo before other people showed up and I was like guys I saw concussion I saw the documentary like I like I gotta tell you like these this is lethal what these people are doing and they're like oh interesting I, we should see that and then every time like a really hard hit would happen Arnaldo would be like yeah Becca's all worried about these concussions everybody and so it was like and he's like Becca you like that and I was like oh god and like every time it'd be a hard hit and then every time it'd be even just like a normal hit I'd be like subconcussive hit right there you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's yep. they're gonna have brain damage and they're going to have violent outbursts they're gonna become depressed suicidal like they're gonna have all Long-term these damage, yeah. horrifying things. And then and then because I live in the D.C. area, we had this local ad 
that is for Michael and Son, which is a plumbing company. Honestly, I don't even know. HVAC? <laughs> I don't know. But uh, they got Mike Tyson to like oh, be no. their spokesperson. And it was just played this ad over and over where he is like sort of singing like their their theme song. No, what's the slogan? Jingle? What's, jingle. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm like Mike Tyson. Um, <laughs> and everyone was like, what the hell? Like, that's what he sounds like? Or like, oh my God, what's wrong with him? And I was like, that's what, that's Brandon, a CTE right there. <laughs> oh my <laughs> like, God. Like, that's getting too many blows to the head and that's what happens mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. Like, Mike Tyson was literally up there as like the poster child for like, this is what happens when you spend half your life getting punched in the face. Yeah, you know? I saw another article this week, which was alleging, and this is completely, like, you know, they can't say this definitively, but they were saying that O.J. Simpson is also another yeah, case. Yeah, I heard about that. And, of course, you cannot say that that's true or not. But right, because you have to be dead when you, to find out. Right, but when you hear that, you, like, after knowing the whole story behind CTE, you you sort of think, like, yeah, that mm-hmm. is an example of it. Like, clearly, yeah. he's, he, he... If you told his story, so we both watched the Frontline documentary, right. which let's I give think, everyone like sort of the nutshell of what we're okay. talking about. So we watched this. We wa- we both watched Concussion, the movie yes. with Will Smith, and then afterwards we both watched f- the Frontline documentary mm-hmm. from uh, PBS, which I had never seen a Frontline documentary before, and I tweeted at them afterwards because <laughs> I loved it so much. It was so good. <laughs> it was. Great. And there's a new one coming out today, the day we're recording, on fantasy football and how it's illegal gambling and you yeah, know, this, that yeah whole like thing. the john oliver episode i have been that. refreshing that page all day waiting for it to go up online wow i cannot wait to see it <laughs> so uh so this documentary and the movie are talking about cte which is chronic uh no trauma oh i knew it yesterday yeah. encephalopathy is the last yeah. word <laughs> but i said actually I have it written down right here but so it was discovered chronic traumatic by, Traumatic, that's it. Yep. Yeah. So it was discovered by Bennett Umalu, mm-hmm. who uh, was in Pittsburgh, and it's all, it's him discovering that these players who get all these hits over time, their brains, like, they have these little, proteins, like, abra- right? proteins from all the abrasions that happen, and so it makes the brain basically turn into that of somebody with Alzheimer's. Yeah. Or... Like a, yeah, diseases the brain, yeah. you know. If that's so... That's not true. But it's, it's like... The Frontline documentary was great. And I would also... So good. So much argue if, <laughs> it, it was, but I would also argue if you want to see Concussion, you have to see it first. You can't see Concussion after the mm. Frontline documentary. Yeah, you'd be mad. Yeah, because it, they give it all away, and then they go on from that to tell you even more, and you yeah. get even more mad. Yeah, <laughs> so. like, okay, th- can we talk about that for a second there? Like, yes. so, this is this is what happens when you make a feature film when it probably should have just been a documentary and should have stayed a documentary. Exactly. And, and versus making a feature film and being like, yes, like, that was worth while like spotlight I'm, I'm thinking i'm comparing directly spotlight and concussion in my mind where spotlight could have very easily been a documentary mm-hmm. and you would have gotten all that same information and everything but instead it felt necessary to make it acted out whereas yes. concussion what happens when you take a story like that and decide i'm going to make it a feature film i'm going to have actors acting it out and we're going to have to cut tons of people 
that were mm-hmm. integral to this story. And then instead of, in, you know, to, now that we've cut all those people, we have room for a romantic subplot that nobody needs, you know, yep. that added nothing. And after watching the documentary, you see how, how Will Smith's portrayal of Bennett Amalu was so far from <laughs> Bennett Amalu, you know, uh-huh. like, like <laughs> who he was. Just the way that he talked in that documentary where he's, you know, smiling all the time and he's just mm-hmm. real sassy and and how, you know, mostly he just regretted being involved in it, period, and he ducked out pretty early on in the process. And this woman took mm-hmm. up the researching arm of, like, the charge of this, and she was really should have been the subject, or at least yep. it should have been a two-hander if they were going to make this into a film. Yes, and and so you just get sort of mad, but at the same time, there were val there was some value in concussion in the sense that I liked the scenes they showed of the players, like showing the effects of CTE yeah. because they couldn't do that in a documentary. Yeah, exactly. Know? They couldn't exactly. show the erratic behavior. They couldn't show the outbursts of anger and stuff. They did, they weren't going to do reenactments for a documentary, mm-hmm. but but that was the value that the film had. It was limited but (laughs) yeah I think the documentary sort of suffered from that thing which is overexposure where throughout the entire documentary they showed hits hard hits from Mm -hmm. different football games and over the course of the documentary you're supposed to be taking it in like you're watching all this happen you're not even noticing but I think the end result was that you're watching all this happening you're not even noticing because eventually you're just like you're focused on the story itself of of all these people working to you know find out more about this Mm -hmm. disease and you forget that you are watching in the intercuts you're watching these people get injured and i think that concussion the film did a really good job of reminding you that on the other end of these brains that they're studying are people that Mm -hmm. died really tragically Mm -hmm. um i do have to say as somebody studying and making documentaries right now i (laughs) bennett omalu seemed like the absolute worst person to interview The entire time, he's just, like, moving around like this. Yeah, he kept moving forward and back and going out of focus because he was moving forward. Oh, my God. He was a nightmare to film. And I was just sitting there going, like, this poor camera people. Uh (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, my God. But I have to say that documentary was fantastic, and I Mm -hmm. think everybody should watch it. Before Mm -hmm. you see another football game, you should watch that documentary because... I watched the Super Bowl and then I watched the documentary and I knew like I'd already seen concussion and everything. I knew all all of this, but until I saw the whole story up to date, you know, yeah, I- including all the stuff that's been recently happening, it it didn't really sink in for me that like we're on the edge right now of a major change. Mm-hmm. And again, going back to what we were talking about on Twitter, like the people have the power to change it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like you could see just from some widows coming together, some of the widows of these players coming together and starting to voice like what is ha- what happened to their husbands. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see that it made a difference, even if it's little, you know, or yeah. the former wrestler who came forward and made a difference. Like it's mm-hmm. it's up to the people that feel like they have to change what they're seeing to mm-hmm. actually change it and. So I think if more people see docu- like this documentary, there there is the potential for something to change. And I don't know yeah. what that something is. Like, yes, let's all play flag football. <laughs> That's not going to happen because right. it's a billion, billion dollar franchise. It's it makes so much money, and they're literally expanding to London. Apparently, they're they want to have a team in London. 
Well, there are two uh, American football teams here now, apparently, too, in yeah. Ireland. Yeah, like, it's, which I it's, did not know about. they're trying to take over the world, and yeah. it's just so wildly lucrative and popular, but at the mm. same time, after seeing all these documentaries and everything, and then also I saw, you know, the 30 for 30 broke, is what it's called, and it's about how so many of these athletes are just broke at the end of their careers, which yeah. lasts 10 years if you're lucky, you know? And mm. you walk out of it, and you are potentially brain damaged. You have medical bills, like, out out years because it's because you have so many injuries and so many yeah. problems. You had your million-dollar salary or whatever for 10 years, but pretty soon that's gone because you have so many exp- medical expenses. Mm-hmm. And, and then after, yeah, at the end of that, you could have a violent outburst and try and kill your wife, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it feels, it feels like you're sending these men into battle, into war. You're sending them into the war, these war zones. They come out the other side broken and yep. potentially violent and dangerous, you know? Like, traumatic brain injury in, in, in veterans is a huge issue right now. Like, my dad has been researching this where, you know, people are coming back from war and they're like, I'm not injured, you know? Like, I'm, I'm fine. Like, I, I, didn't, I didn't lose any limbs or anything, I, but, but they come back and they're mentally unstable and a lot of it could be due to brain damage Mm -hmm. and so it just feels like the cost of being a football player is so high for such little reward in my opinion you know it's just you break your body for 10 years and then at the end you have brain damage like that's that's your reward this is not even taking into account the people that play, you know, up until college and then they mm-hmm. don't get into the NFL. Right. And they've, they've spent their whole childhood, their whole, you know, young adult life working towards this goal. They don't get it. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then what? So then they're left without a career, without a passion. And then on top of that, they're also suffering from the same effects that these, you know, mm-hmm. major athletes are also suffering from. And it's like so unbelievable to just realize how many people you know you walk by every day have been affected by this and and I was doing a report on this for my radio show and I there are people that are in BMX racing that also have signs of CTE and um, jockeys and uh, pro wrestlers there's a terrible case of a pro wrestler that has confirmed uh, to have had CTE and he murdered his wife, his child, and himself. Oh and, you know, it's just like, uh, you, you can see the whole field. You know, you see it all after you, after you open your eyes to it, you're like, mm-hmm. oh my God. Yeah. And it just instantly becomes less appealing to watch football. Yeah. And it also makes other sports terrifying as well. Because you start mm-hmm. thinking, I think, I love soccer. And I keep thinking about, how much the they use your yeah. heads and not only just hitting the head with your ball with hitting the ball with your head which if you have some sort of control the impact is less but it's the idea of going up for a header maybe mm. with someone else who's also doing that and then you smack your heads into each other yep and then like they have a concussion protocol and it's basically like you spend a few minutes on the side and they're like does she seem concussed okay she's fine she'll go back in Mm-hmm. And so many careers have been sidelined from concussion issues just in soccer. And this is not this is not football where you're literally just running into a 300-pound man. But you could right. potentially have this have huge risks mm-hmm. for that. So it makes it terrifying to watch a sport that I love. And so I I do understand like 
this love of football, but it just hardly seems worth that cost of, of yeah. someone dying at age 50 after basically losing their mind. Mm-hmm. There's also, I think there are three confirmed cases in ice hockey players, and I saw a video of one who had gotten a concussion playing and went off to the side and started having convulsions mm, because God. of the concussion. And it was just, it's one of those moments where it's like, of course the camera's not focusing on that when you're watching the game continue. Mm-hmm. But all like, I also went for Frontline. They have, you can go onto their webpage and look at like the statistics for the past three or four years. And concussions are up this year by like 50 cases mm. over the past three years. And you can look team by team or player by player. And it tells you, how many games they missed because of their concussions. And I looked on the Eagles, and most of them didn't miss a single game. Mm. And it's just one of those things where you're like, you're watching it happen in slow motion. What do you do to stop it? It's yeah. so it's so crazy. And also I was thinking about, you recommended a short, I think it was ESPN documentary for me uh, to me, which was about goalies who are getting lymphoma. Yeah, yeah. this was the Julie Foudy investigative report about, about turf and and whether or not the the little plastic not plastic yeah. um like rubber, rubber. yeah ti- basically old tires um on the on turf fields whether or not especially goalies who are sliding on that stuff and getting it in their face and their eyes and stuff whether or not that is cancerous material yeah. and and the and the results aren't in so basically it's like so many parents now with kids who want to play sports, it's like, well, the kid can play this sport on this turf field and potentially mm. down the line get cancer from the turf field. They could play this football, this impact sport where they could get concussions and at age 18, which was the case on the documentary, yeah. an 18-year-old oh, died yeah. from CTE. And, you know, they could potentially die from that brain trauma. You know, it, it's like, it just feels like more than like, oh, they could, you know, break their leg playing, which sucks. But the, the, the cost is just so much higher than, than I think people think. And, and they really have to weigh that, mm-hmm. you know, when they're having kids play. You know, do we, do we let kids play the same way, you know, yeah. in, up until what age? Like, what age is the cutoff? You know, it's, it's and because leagues like the NFL and whatever keep denying that it's a problem you can't investigate the problem you know and you can't it it just slows the pace of research so much there's a really good recommendation I want to make which is there's a radio lab from January which was called American Football and it was fantastic and I I listened to it because I was like I need to know more about football (laughs) (laughs) and the first part is a history of how football started and how it was very Native Americans were very involved and everybody forgets that. And the second part was a, a mother and her very young son, like eight years old, maybe, being interviewed. And she is the child of an NFL player and she has like six NFL players in her family. And wow. this, when her son was born, she was like, future NFL player. And they talked to her about, you know, the choice she has to make, which is her child's safety and long-term health versus continuing this family tradition. And it's a fascinating interview because she clearly understands, you know, yeah. and and it's it's such a great interview because they talk to the kid too and you get this whole this microcosm of like what how do you pick 
Right. How do you pick over, you know, the potential for glory mm-hmm. to, to say no, you know, I don't, I don't think that's for me, yeah. <laughs> but because there is such a value in sports, you know, in, t- in team mm-hmm. sports specifically, there is such a value to that. And it's just, it's just so scary. And it's, it's so, it's, it's difficult to be like, okay, well, what are the changes we could make that, that wouldn't fundamentally alter what this sport is? And, it, you know, it's very limited choices. It is interesting because I wonder if there was much of a push pushback when they introduced like safety pads and helmets and stuff to football. Like there have been right. changes over the years. They've changed. It was football. a leather helmet before. You know? Yeah, <laughs> there's there used to be no rules, and and mm-hmm. a president decided uh, people are dying because that's mm-hmm. that was what happened in in that radio lab. They talk about that too many people were dying playing football, so they were like, we better do some safety stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's exactly what's happening now. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I I don't know. I just kept thinking the last few minutes of that game, uh, the Super Bowl, where it was twenty four to ten, and they're still mm-hmm. playing, and people are bringing out the Gatorade to, to throw on the coach or whatever. But there's still a few minutes left. They're still doing plays, and I just keep thinking. What if someone gets injured, you know, in these last few minutes, these last Mm. useless few minutes where they have no hope of winning, but they're still playing? And and in my my mind, it's like, because I guess at that point I had reached, I I had reached the point of, well, there's no point to play. There's, I thought the cost is too high versus, versus the the possible outcome. And it's like, now in my mind, it's like, well, once a game seems to be handedly taken by one side, you stop. (laughs) Because it's too dangerous to continue. The, the mercy rule, like in softball. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really think the only way out of this scenario is Black if we just tr- go into like Tron sort of thing. <laughs> and All virtual reality. All virtual reality based sports. Like we just play Madden <laughs> and somebody in some headquarters plays an official Madden match and whoever wins is the winner and everybody can watch and they can all celebrate and that's just how it should be played from now on. <laughs> There's no <laughs> point to being fit or working no. out or, no, no, you know, no, no. being athletic because <laughs> yeah, no. there's no goal. No, no, it's not worth your safety, everybody. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sit on the couch and play it as a video game instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, yeah, parents God. would love that. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well... I also would advocate that everybody just watch golf instead. (laughs) It's so good. Can I argue that golf is not a sport, it is a skill? That is not true. There were two ads for golf during the Super Bowl, so... That any boo-boo. Yeah, the Masters. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's coming up in April. (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't Uh, make it a sport. There were ads for cars, too. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, it's a sport. It's a sport. We should look up the definition of sport. Because what? Why do you think skill. it's a sport? I think it's a skill. How, what's the difference? I think between... sport requires some sort of athleticism. Are you saying that swinging a club is not athletic? Not particularly. Tiger. Woods... I think it requires <laughs> skill. <laughs> Tiger Woods can swing his club at two hundred miles an hour. Yeah, and I think that's a skill that he really perfected. Mm. But I don't think. I, I don't know that it. Requires athleticism. You have to walk. <laughs> <laughs> not if you don't want to. The freaking golf carts. No, not an official play. You ha- you can't you can't use golf carts. <laughs> you God, have to walk. I know. I was never allowed to use a golf cart. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, you have to walk. That's your argument for it being a sport. 
Yeah. Like like curling. Would you would you say curling requires athleticism or it's a skill? No, curling is athletic. Is it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> what are you talking about? You have to use your muscles. You have to use your arm muscles to sweep. You have to use, you know, it's it's you are there is movement. Are you saying I mean, that I have to use arm muscles to open a door. Oh my god. It's not a sport. <laughs> <laughs> I have oh. to use arm muscles to vacuum. That's I think hard. It's, it's a combination of things. It's a combination of athleticism, like you're saying, which can come in different types of athleticism. Okay. But it also requires, uh, you know, mental calculations, things sure. like that. So, you, skill, <laughs> sure. But I, it's not, oh, God. I, <laughs> I can't defend it. I can't. <laughs> I just like, know you're not going to say I, chess is a sport. You're no. going to say it's a skill. Yes. <laughs> it's also a musical. There's a musical called Chess. <laughs> uh, okay, we should we shouldn't be getting into this debate right now. <laughs> okay. So to wrap up, yeah. Are you gonna continue watching football? I and, don't watch football. And, and soccer. And soccer, all of these of dangerous sports. That's the problem is knowing like you know, you watch the women's national team and you watch Allie Krieger who has to wear this Kevlar headband mm-hmm. because she's had concussions in the past year and this is like to protect her from concussions but she's the only one wearing it so mm-hmm. it's like will this become standard practice is soccer going to be a helmet essentially a helmeted sport eventually you know people wearing Kevlar headbands mm-hmm. because would you want to go up for a header against someone wearing a Kevlar headband and you're not you know yeah, no like obviously not yeah so it's just yeah, it's interesting. I, I'm interested to see if people will actually do anything about it. But no, well, I can't. I, I I know after watching Super Bowl, I can't watch football the same way. Yeah, me neither, for sure. And I think what I'm planning to do is just every time I am in a room where we are watching football, I'll say, "Hey, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fun fact: or, we should just watch Friday Night Lights instead." <laughs> uh, oh man, that that. Video um, in the documentary. So I don't think we ever said the name of the documentary, which is called League of Denial. Yes. It's a frontline documentary. You can find it on Amazon. It's but also on the PBS website. On the PBS free. website as well. That's yeah. where I watched it originally. Um, mm-hmm. But they had, they've had they just filmed a, like a middle school, high school practice. Uh, not yep. middle school. Middle school football practice. Um, yep. And at one point this kid gets not like... Knocked, knocked almost out. unconscious yeah. and he's like 8 9, mm-hmm. 10 years old and he's mm-hmm. just lying there and then they're like alright look he got up great everyone cheer and it's like mm. Jesus Christ and just because they just filmed it and they're just showing him on the ground not getting up and yep. you're thinking not worth it not worth it you know mm-hmm. And, yeah. and yeah, and I read an article too that was like t- talking about soccer because I was like, how big is this concussion issue like if, for soccer? And they were like, there is no reason why children under the age of like 12 should be doing headers. Like there's no reason. Mm. Like they're, they suck at them. <laughs> the ball <laughs> never gets in the air, you know, when you're, when you're really young. Mm-hmm. So like don't encourage kids under 12 to be jumping up and smacking their heads into each other because that's what's going to happen more than hitting the ball with their head. Mm-hmm. is just hitting their heads into each other. So hopefully, I think it's just, as long as you don't start it off so young, that's something. Yeah. I just really think 
if the NFL was really public about the problem, mm-hmm. there would there would be a lot of movement. Like a lot of things would change. Yeah. Even on a very small scale, like with, you know, recruiting kids through college and stuff like that. Like, even if you start small, start all over the country, that builds up to eventually affect the NFL too. And I I just don't see a way where it changes unless the NFL talks mm-hmm. about it. It ha- They yeah. have to. And it was so crazy in that documentary how the NFL did acknowledge it for a time. Mm-hmm. They donated a million dollars to researchers. They did One all this whole stuff. million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I just kept thinking. They literally, the... Didn't they say they made $120 million a game or something? Yeah, each game costs more than a Harry Potter movie. It makes more than it, right? No, no. It, uh, the contract for ESPN was right. like $120 million per game, which is... Right. For them to buy the rights to the game. Yeah. So, yeah. so the NFL so they is are making, making yeah, 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 yeah. hundreds of millions a week. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they donated $1 million to researchers. And, and you know, like that job I interviewed for last week, it was uh-huh. the only reason they were able to open a DC branch was because the NFL donated money to start to open a DC branch of the domestic violence hotline. Wow. And yeah, and, and this was last year, you know pretty shortly after the whole Ray Rice situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this was their, this was their good PR. Mm. And, and then they're like, well, problem solved. Oh <laughs> I, I also had that thought when they were throwing around those statistics about how much money they make. I was like, if the NFL took off one year, if they just had a buy year where they <laughs> did not do any football, mm-hmm. they could spend, they could, half of their money could go to getting us out of the national debt <laughs> and the, the other half of the money could go to starting all of these research studies for CTE yeah. and the long-term injuries that they cause. <laughs> right. Like, if the whole, like, the NFL is a nonprofit, technically. And <laughs> the reason why they're a nonprofit is because all you have to do is spend as much as you make. Oh, my God. So that's why, you know, coaches get paid so much money and then whatever. But just spend a bit of that. On, on research, you know, like if you, if they really, it's so obvious that if they made a concerted effort mm-hmm. and put just a fraction of their resources on this issue, mm-hmm. you know, and, or, and plus, you know, domestic violence and stuff like that and, or financial training and stuff because these players, they just, they don't know what to do with their newfound wealth. They don't know about birth control, it seems like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's just, there just needs to be more education yeah. for the players. They need to be educated as to the risks involved mm-hmm. in what they're doing. Mm. It's a very complicated conversation for sure. Mm-hmm. God. Well, did you ever watch Friday Night Lights after I recommended it to you? It's still on the list. Okay. Well, I don't know I'm why gonna... it's so hard to start a new TV show. You know? I know. I have Even that problem Even if I know too. it's going to be good. Yeah. It's just like... Taking that first step is so hard. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I'm i going to start off recommendations and say, because we're doing a football-themed episode, I'm re-recommending Friday Night Lights. Mm. Because just the first episode, I think it's amazing. But it's so good. <laughs> it's, and they talk about, you know, injuries and stuff. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's a great alternative to watching real football, <laughs> I would say. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. 
Well, my recommendation, I just watched it this morning because it came mm-hmm. out last night, which was Full Frontal with Samantha B. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I didn't know what it was going to be. I don't like she didn't really know what it was going to be, what the format was going to be. And it was amazing. It was hilarious and incisive and just fantastic. Is it a weekly show or a daily show? Weekly. Weekly. Okay. I wish I could watch it every day. That's okay. I but it'll will... be like John. Al- she's she does she did a lot of like pieces where she they went out. Oh, they did a great one where they sent out a producer to to follow the Jeb campaign in oh. uh, New Hampshire. And how sad it was! Oh no! <laughs> they showed a clip of him at like a, I guess it was a rally for him. I don't know. It was like mm-hmm. six people, and he like said some you know thing that you're supposed to cl- applause after, but nobody clapped, and he Ooh. goes, "Please, Please clap." clap. I know. <laughs> I saw that. So sad. I died. I died. Like that's the saddest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. It's a presidential candidate talking to supposedly a group of his supporters, and they're not paying attention enough to know that they're supposed to clap when clap. he says when he ends on an upbeat like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you know when they couldn't in the Republican debate, they couldn't walk out onto the stage. Oh my god! Like, they're so dumb. <laughs> It was like, so Parks and Rec. It really was. <laughs> Get on your feet. Anyway. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, what did I, I had something else to say about politics. Oh, I forget now. Oh, no. <laughs> so did you watch after the Super Bowl, Obama had a piece on Colbert? Yeah. Okay. And he predicted, he told, he talked about the predictions from National Treasure 3. Yeah, yeah. Movie. So I think we should do a National Treasure 3. Oh, my God. We've based... talked about this before. It's I very ambitious. It is, but Obama has given us the way. Which is... <laughs> He's given us a little bit of the template for this movie. So Which is just... predicting Super Bowls? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, it's a place to start. They're going to steal the Super Bowl. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, my God. Okay, we will continue this discussion further at another point. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, boy. You know I can't listen to our Bend It Like Beckham podcast uh, ever again because my soccer info is so wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's so wrong. (laughs) Like, it was like the first month of me learning about soccer, and I knew nothing. And I probably still know nothing, but I know more than I knew then, and I I know that that's all wrong. (laughs) You've grown so much as a person. It's wonderful to see. (laughs) These are these are documents of our past, and you know they're it's documents of, of this lost year. <laughs> where I didn't have a job. 